developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1138. Yeah, that's right. 1138. And I'm interrupting my coverage of the Entertainment Weekly Last Jedi reveals to talk about this fabled Star Wars number. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Alan's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and I'm actually coming at you from a hotel room in Los Angeles, California. I am here on work-related stuff again. I'm actually in the same... Hotel that I was in last month when I was out in L.A., or at least one of the same hotels. And I'm here to talk to you today in specific about 1138. Of course, that is a reference to George Lucas's first movie of any note, THX 1138. And it seems to pop up for some reason. I still wonder why it is that he decided to reference 1138 at all in the original Star Wars. I mean, there's no sense, there's no rhyme, there's no reason to it, but the number pops up there. It is part of the story. And you'll remember the reference immediately. It's, of course, when Han and Luke bring Chewie into the detention block to rescue the princess, and the Imperials look at it, (laughs) Chewie, and they're like, where are you taking that thing? And Luke says it's a prisoner transfer from cell block 1138. Now, if you'd asked me, I would have said that was it as far as references to 1138 go in the original Star Wars. But apparently that's not the case. So back in September of 2015, there was an article written for the official Star Wars website. And here we go with pronunciations. All right. He's Dutch. So this is not my fault. Kevin is his first name. Beenchies. B-E-E-N. How many E's did I say? Two B-E-E-N-T-J-E-S. Benches, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, who at the time was a, a molecular biologist working at the Dutch Natural History Museum. And he has two other references, apparently, that were in the original Star Wars. One of them is, it says in the article that when C-3PO asks what he and R2-D2 should do if they are discovered when they're in that Death Star control room, uh, the first line on the monitor reads THX slash 1138. So, I mean, pff, wow. <laughs> I don't even know where you would dig that up from. And then it also says that a stilt-legged speeder parked outside the Moss Eisley Cantina is referred to as a Void Spider THX 1138 in Decipher's customizable card game, although the name was later changed to the Void Spider TX3. Interesting. So, yeah, references abound. Now, the one that was rather sly in The Empire Strikes Back, but it was pretty noticeable, was, of course, on Hoth when General Reichian orders the rogues 10 and 11 to Station 3-8. There's a very cool thing in the article here about the 1138 reference in Return of the Jedi, which I did not know it was there. And apparently... It was long debated to be absent until 2007, according to this article. And 
what happened was Sideshow Collectibles released a one-sixth scale figure of Princess Leia as Boosh, and Boosh had the numbers 1138 painted on the side of her helmet. And so Pete Vilmer, uh, head of fan relations at Lucasfilm at the time, contacted Lucas Licensing's Chris Patel, who had overseen the Boosh project at Sideshow, and Chris revealed photos of the helmet used during filming, according to this article. And the helmet did indeed have 1138 painted on the side, according to Kevin. So, wow, there you go. That's where the 1138 reference is in Return of the Jedi. Then digging into the prequel trilogy, you get a 1138 for a battle droid right near the end of, or actually right at the end of the big battle. It's about to tip over right next to Jar Jar, or he knocks it over, or something like that. It actually has a 1138 across the top of his backpack. And then the article says in Attack of the Clones that it's illegible where it happens, but that there are apparently LED lights on the back of the clone trooper's helmets that light up in a 1138 pattern. So that's really random and I'm not sure why that was the case with that but there you go and in Revenge of the Sith it's not mentioned outright anywhere but apparently the oh where is it here in the article it says Commander Bakara who's the clone trooper that shoots down Jedi Master Ki Adimundi with the Order 66 fiasco he has the clone trooper designation CC1138 so there you go there's the prequel trilogy stuff and The Force Awakens actually has two references, or at least one that's pretty straightforward and one that you kind of have to interpret, essentially. And one of them is a reference to you know, an FN trooper. So there's an FN-1138 who is voiced by either James Arnold Taylor or by Sam Witwer, who both do voice work on the Clone Wars and Rebels TV series. Uh, James Arnold Taylor is, among other things, the audio double for Obi-Wan Kenobi slash Ewan McGregor. And Sam Witwer is probably best known for doing the voice of Darth Maul. Now, that's one reference, and you hear the 1138 during the attack on Tuanal, the little Church of the Force village on Jakku. But there's another reference as well. One of the troopers that grabs Poe Dameron and drags him over to Kylo Ren has the designation FN3181, which of course are the digits for 1138. And that trooper is played by none other than Michael Jacon, uh, who, you know, I just looked at the pronunciation. This is ridiculous. Michael Giacchino, excuse me. Michael Giacchino, who is the composer for Rogue One, a Star Wars story. And this, then, is probably the greatest mystery of all at this point, is where is there, if there is one, a 1138 reference in Rogue One? And just before I got to the point where I just said, okay, it's too late, I have to record, I have to record and do this, I found a reference to someone claiming that it's written in Arabesh on a crate on Scarif somewhere, on a kyber crystal crate on Scarif. So that I have not verified and I've not seen any other reporting to confirm that whatsoever. So that's your challenge for the rest of the year is to watch Rogue One obsessively and find the 1138 reference. And I'm going to share a couple of 1138 resources for you to dive deeper if you so desire after the break. Stay tuned. 
Hey Rebel Rouser, The Last Jedi is coming out in theaters in December, and so it's time for you to brush up on your knowledge of The Force Awakens. Luckily, I've got the thing for you. It's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book. It's available on Amazon right now. Just go to sw7x7.com TFA to get right there. And inside you'll find more than 501 galaxy-spanning questions and answers about The Force Awakens. Again, it's the unofficial Star Wars The Force Awakens trivia book, sw7x7.com slash TFA. Welcome back. So if you go to Wikipedia, not Wikipedia in this case, Wikipedia, and look up the number 1138, you find the definition as the natural number following 1137 and preceding 1139. Okay, real real specific. And then the contents of the article are all about the use of 1138 in various of media. It's film, television, video games, all over the place. It's amazing how many different ways people have captured it being used in other non-Star Wars media. Of course, there's an alert at the top of the article which says, this article may contain an excessive amount amount of intricate detail that may only interest a specific audience. Good grief. Really? <laughs> I thought that was pretty hysterical. But there is a Wikipedia 1138 page and that of course only covers Star Wars related media and I think your mind will be blown at the number of different ways that 1138 has been worked into various Star Wars media. So I'll have those linked for you at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. And that is going to do it for today's podcast. And I'm going to jump back into Entertainment Weekly stuff tomorrow, unless, of course, there's other news breaking, which, hey, happens all the time, right? <laughs> sort of. Kind of. So we'll play that by ear. I'm going to be in Los Angeles for another few days, so I'll be coming at you from Southern California for the rest of the week. Thank you very much, as always, for listening, and I'll talk with you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. Hey, before you get captured on Geonosis, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a separatist trick, it's Destiny Unleashed. is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders may the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.